Grace and peace to you from God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The first summer I, after I was in college, I spent the year, the summer, working at Briarwood as a camp counselor. You may, may or may not know Briarwood's a camp nearby here in Argyle, a Lutheran camp. I was exploring my sense of call, and a pastor told me that working for a summer at camp might help me discern my way forward. Mostly it taught me that it's very hot in Texas in the summer, but it was a good summer, a summer I spent teaching children about the gospel, a summer I spent getting to know all of the other camp counselors and sharing my life with them, and it was an emotional summer for me. If you didn't know this by, about me by now, you might, you can know now, I get teary pretty easily, like all the time. I started crying yesterday for no good reason. It's just who I am. It's how my emotions come out. And so towards the end of the summer, we had a final campfire just for the camp counselors, all the staff who had been working. And as we were walking to the place where this fire would be, I heard, well, they weren't trying to hide it from me, a couple of the counselors saying, I bet Catherine cries at the campfire. And I said, that's not a very good bet because I'm going to cry at the campfire. <laughs> no one's going to take you up on it. You see, gathered around that fire with these people I had grown close to over the, over the course of the months of camp, I felt a lot of things. I felt joyful. I felt safe. I felt happy about how I had spent my time, happy I had gotten to know these people. So I cried. And we had so many fires at Briarwood in the evening, and we would find ourselves feeling safe and secure in the dark never worried about what was beyond us in the woods because we had this fire right here in front of us. There are many, many ways that fire brings us joy, safety, and security. A couple years ago, during the horrible February freeze, people who didn't have heat kept themselves and their families warm by their fireplaces. I know several people who basically just camped out in their living rooms for a few days to keep themselves warm and safe, to keep their, their children from getting too cold. And I know whenever Silas decides he wants to smoke something for us to eat, I will smell the wood fire all day long and smell it on him and in our backyard and know there is going to be really good food to eat. Very often, fire is a good thing. But hearing Jesus' words in the Gospel of Luke today, we may be thinking about much more dangerous forms of fire. I think if we take these words out of the context of Jesus as we know him through the Gospels, well, I'd have to turn into a fire and brimstone preacher, telling you all why you or someone you love is going to hell if they don't straighten up and stop sinning. That's not who I am, and it's not what I believe, so there will be no fire and brimstone in my sermon today. Hearing Jesus say that he came to bring a fire to, to the earth and he wishes it were already kindled, it could sound frightening. In fact, one of the options for um, art on the front of the bulletin for today was literally a picture of a globe, our globe, 
with flames coming off of it, our world on fire. Luckily, Michelle didn't pick that one. <laughs> Hearing that there is going to be division, people against one another, makes it sound out of context, like we are all going to have to fight, like we are all gonna have to hope that we're on the right side of this, that fire, rather than being safe, secure, warm, and joyful, will be dangerous, painful, and frightening. We may wish Jesus' fire not to be kindled on this earth. But if we look at who we know Jesus to be, and if we look at God speaking through the prophets, through time and history in scripture, we see that God's fire is something different. God's fire, the fire of our Lord, only exists to bring about good. Beginning in Exodus, the people of Israel, as they wandered through the wilderness for 40 years, they were led by a pillar of fire. We don't often see it depicted, but just imagine this great pillar of burning, blazing fire that led them at night in the dark, where there was no electricity, no lights to guide their way. But here was God, the great pillar of fire keeping them moving the right direction. Throughout the Psalms, you see this pillar of fire talked about, sung about as a wonderful guiding light, the very presence of God. The prophets talk about God as a refining fire. When you, when you work with metals, you put them in heat to burn away their impurities. So only what you want, only the good metal still lives. A refining fire that, that burns away what is wrong and evil and painful in this world so only good can remain. Often the prophets call for God's fire of justice to burn through, not to cause pain to God's people, but to be a source of security, a source of God's kingdom in our world. Jesus says he came to bring a fire to the earth and how he wishes it were already kindled. And if we pay attention to what Jesus calls for throughout the Gospels, if we pay attention to, to God's fire throughout Scripture, we will want that fire kindled too. Jesus tells us that he is bringing the kingdom of God. and the kingdom of God, there is no space for sin. In the kingdom of God, sin will be burned away. Sins like greed, idolatry, violence, selfishness, hatred. In God's kingdom, there is no place for these. They will be refined away. Refined from us and refined from the world around us. But God's fire, God's just fire that will burn these things away. It will not scorch us as children of God. It will not keep us from being in relationship with God, in relationship with one another, because that's where we find the kingdom.
we come and confess our sins every week. And it is good that we do because we are sinners. But when we are in the kingdom of God, those sins will no longer tempt us. We will no longer be in a world that is so filled with greed, with idolatry, with everybody being out only for themselves, that we partake in it even when we don't want to. The kingdom of God will have fire, but it will be a fire like the pillar in the wilderness, a fire that guides us, that warms us, that lets us know we are safe. There are times when Jesus' fire may seem overwhelming. And just as Jesus said, there will be times when there will be division because some do not wish to follow this fire, this guiding light of the kingdom of God. Some might wish to remain in their greed and their idolatry, their violence and their hatred. They will turn away from that guiding light as we turn towards it. But we are not going to go seek out a fight. We are simply going to follow Christ, to follow God's way of the kingdom. Like the light in the wilderness, it will guide us towards good. It will guide us towards God's will. It will guide us towards a world where there is no more weeping, no more pain, because there will be no more sin. Jesus began to kindle this fire in his life on earth, his death on the cross, and his resurrection guiding us to new life. We are called to follow it, to remember that fire can be good, that fire can be cleansing, and that this fire will not cause us pain. Just like at the campfires at Briarwood, where I felt safe enough to cry and feel what I needed to feel, like fires that keep us warm when it's cold, because it will be cold again one day, like fires that cook our food and feed our families. God's fire of justice brings about the kingdom, which is a change, but a good one is a world where there is no more sin and only people living in harmony with God and with one another. Amen.